Is it me you're looking for? Or is it I? Is it I you're looking for? Uh, I don't know. You have found I. Hi, everybody. It's Jeff. Hello, everybody. And Dave. And we are the two half squads, Dave and Jeff, Jeff and Dave. This is episode 230. 230. How about that? Five farther than we were five ago. <laughs> and three more. And I think, if my math is correct, well, that would be about a third of the way to the next hundred. Uh, Thirty-three and yeah, a third. Yeah. Right. Yes. Think about in that. Sixty-six and a half. No, well, sixty-seven more episodes. Oh my gosh. But look how quick thirty-three went. It go. We yeah, that's true. Bet two hundred. Yeah, we did. And we're still going and going. We're like the ever ready, ever. Never ready. Ever ready. Yeah, ever ready. Bunnies. So here we go. How you been, Dave? You're looking well. Well, except for you know your arms in a sling. Oh, you like that? No should sling. Should be in a sling. You like that? The two wonderful bruises. Those are big bruises. Yep. Man, how did you get those bruises? Has Laura been swinging at you again? <laughs> On my bicycle. By the way, I like your shirt. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's a very good looking shirt. Just wear t-shirts over. Yeah. There. Oh, you're all dressed up. I am dressed up today. Makes me want to go dancing with you or something. <laughs> Take you out a little bit. Take you out in the town. It's my, it's my work shirt, actually. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. But anyway, uh, tell me about your bruises. Those are nasty looking. Yeah, riding my bike. And no, really? Put Having my phone in my hand. No. Of course. Yeah, you sent me a Marco Polo the other day from your bike. Dave's talking to me, videoing me through Marco Polo, this app we have. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and he said, look, I'm not driving and, and Marco Poloing you. I'm riding my bike. And I thought, that doesn't look safe. I was telling you. Toward the end, it looked a little hairy, like you had missed a dog or something. Anyway. I, I was had... telling you that, right, that I was out enjoying my freedom. Yes. You, you had mentioned that you were, it was Tuesday, you were riding past a school noticing that everybody was in school and you were riding past and you were waving and thinking i'm not i'm free i'm free i loved that now i liked that you were doing it it in the nude so you were really free (laughs) well free the concept of freedom it is true i'm feeling pretty free yeah gotta yeah gotta think but there's still things to do take care of my mom yeah and the days oh sure filling up incredibly unbelievably you know, yard work. Now, if I may make a comment, uh-huh. unsolicited, uh-huh. you told me about a week ago, you said, yeah, you know, I used to go to the store once a week. Now I'm going like three or four times a week. I ride my bike over every time we need something. Well, that's filling up your time. It is, but I want See. to ride anyway. Oh. So I'm going to ride daily. Yeah. But now what's interesting is the boys have left. Megan is leaving. Yeah. We don't need groceries anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. You could start delivering papers. Yeah. You know. I, ha- I have to buy way less. And yeah. Really, th- yeah, we don't. Oh, you've got to. We uh, don't go through the food. Yeah. Down to just Laura and I, and I'll, I'll meet you for lunch or breakfast and someone else another day. And yeah. Life changes. So It does. We'll also be empty nesters soon. So I was riding my bike and <laughs> my phone out trying to pull up a podcast. I often ride on the sidewalks because I don't trust cars to not be on yes, their phones. Right. If I'm on my phone, I'm not going to probably kill anybody. 
only myself. Right. So, so as I turn the corner, these shrubs, this guy doesn't throw them back to the, to the sidewalk. And so my left handlebar hit those shrubs. Yeah. Just enough to jerk my front wheel over and over I went and somehow this arm caught you can obviously tell where yeah right onto the your upper bicep there has a Maybe big bruise and then the inside I don't know it's ugly but yeah put your phone down we don't have to get the picture at the <laughs> no, moment we're gonna, we're gonna put it on the podcast oh and so I need to take it right now yeah okay because this is good theater you want your whole okay yeah that's good okay so you uh, so you flipped on the bike and you rolled right to your feet, didn't you? Actually, I I was fine. I kind of no, 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 that was when I fell off the ladder. Yeah, you remember that? I one? remember when you fell off the ladder. And that I rolled miraculously up yeah. on my feet. This one I kind of slid to the right and then got up and was fine. But as you said, you often think you're fine. Yes. It's, it's the normal thing for people to do when they fall, especially if, if they feel like they've been seen falling, <laughs> is to rise right up and just hurry on their way. And only later do they find out that their bones sticking out through their skin and there's blood gushing from wounds and, and the like. You but when, you didn't have that, I guess. When uh, No, no. That happened to me on my other fall when I went over the handlebars on my head. Oh. And then that was that was hit me ten minutes later. How bad that was the path. Yeah. Like, oh my arm really does hurt. Oh. Oh, I feel Yeah. A little like, oh, I I think I am bleeding out of my Yes, I am I am going into shock. (laughs) So that was then. This one was actually a pretty okay one, you know, except for this arm. Um, yeah. Lucky grass. I hit the grass. Oh, that's good. I hate, I fear hitting the gravel. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of skin up your knees. You know, maybe I should start wearing long pants, but or jeans when I go out. But And a leather jacket. Rick, Rick got hit, our friend. Yeah. On his jogging. You remember me telling him? And he, his phone records where he goes. So he's showing us his path on his phone. You know, a red line. Yeah. So here I am jogging, and I turn the street here, and then, bam, this is where I got hit. And then you see his jogging line walking in circles. And really? meandering around when he got up. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Wow, yeah. But he, he ended up, he, yeah, he went to the hospital. But he was miraculously okay. Yeah, good. He literally got thrown a good distance. Wow. Yep. Very and, lucky. Yeah. Um, I think he may have had a small fracture in the bone. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. But anyway. We know somebody just recently that was riding, riding their bike, a neighbor. Her husband was riding his bike to the library down a street. Somebody opened their car door. Oh, he did no. not notice it, hit it, went over. Oh. And he is uh, no longer with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how. Yeah, like 65 years old. And. He was wearing a helmet, but it wasn't enough. And it just makes me think we should all be playing more squad leader. I mean, I don't yeah, want to make it inside. Less bike riding. Less bike riding. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible story, but I'm gl- anyway, I'm very glad that you're okay. But I hope you'll be careful and leave your 
leave your phone in your pocket while you're writing. I'm going to start stopping to play yeah. the podcast yeah. and play. Yeah. And I, I no longer go really quickly. And I used to go down this one hill really quickly. And my neighbor was talking about his friend who, you know, squirrel darted right out. You know, oh, yeah. He, yep, yep. It's enough to throw you right off your bike. Yeah. And that guy hit a tree. Yeah. Injured. Pretty bad. Yeah. All right, so, <clears throat> so stay inside, everybody. Stay inside, play more ASL, and you'll we'll all live longer and be happier. And we, we went to Comic-Con, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yesterday we went to Comic-Con. It was my first Comic-Con ever. And I've seen it over the last few years. It, I've seen the signs for it and the promotion for it, whatever, and I always thought, I'm not going to go. It's going to be too crowded because I always hear about You hear about the San Diego Comic-Con, and that just looks like madness to me. It looks like Gen Con only bigger and but maybe i'm misinterpreting how big it really is anyway we went to the one in chicago and it was nice we got tickets for free from our good friend Thank mike rizzi mike and radio station and his wife melissa actually got them for radio station wcpt it was fun when i walked up to the um, 8 20 a.m in chicago when i walked it is progressive folks. but anyway that's where his wife works and um we were very it was a great thing and i walked up to the will call and said my name, and she said, oh, no, you're, you're supposed to go to the press. Yeah. This pre- press and contest winners. <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly what happened to us. how they know we weren't regular roll call? Well, I went and said, I'm here to pick up tickets that I won through WCPT. And she said, go down there. Uh, all I said was, I'm David Kleinschmidt. Oh, that's all you said? Yes, and she says, you, you need to go down there. That's all you said? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you sure you people... haven't forgotten something because no, you fell off your bike? No. And I wondered if other people were walking up Will Call with like a number. Y- yes. Yeah, they had a, a barcode thing on their phone or a QR code on their phone. I saw so people doing I'll that. Bet that. I'll bet since I was just walking yeah. up with my name. But anyway, got over there and I said, uh, David Kleinschmidt? And the guy says, is that a question? Yeah. And I said, well, I was told if I show up at this booth that I would get a free entrance for the day pass, but I don't know if that's actually happening. And he goes, it is happening, and he pulls up my wristband. You have you are allowed in for the day, and he puts it on. It was, ah, that was pretty cool. He was a good guy. I liked him. Yeah. And he said he had been, he must have been part of the promotional team or something with Comic-Con, and he, he was very well-spoken, funny, Said he had been on several radio programs over the last couple of days promoting it. So, and yeah, when I w- hit the even the the walkway from the parking lot, and I saw you know Jedi Knight town yeah. turning, and I was right away. I was like, oh yeah, I like these things yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then coming people down, dressed as zombies and <laughs> all kinds of stuff coming down the escalator. Yes, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, you felt right at home. Yeah. yeah. These are my peeps. Yeah, really. My non-ASL peeps. Yeah. And they were, and everybody there was super nice. I mean, all the vendors we talked to were, were super nice. And, and Robin it was a had never fun event. But Robin had never been to one of these. She'd never been to Gen Con or any of this kind of uh, fantasy gaming kind of stuff. And she had a great time. She loved it. Loved seeing all the people. Just She, she remarked how all the people were very friendly and seemed to be very much at home. We saw people dressed as superheroes who maybe don't have superhero physiques, 
if I can say it like you that. Can. But they dressed the way they wanted to dress, and they felt totally comfortable, and it was a great atmosphere there. I really liked it. Everyone is excited to be there. People are being themselves. And, of course, I had lunch with uh, the Fonz. You had lunch with the Fonz. Yeah. Um, Winkler. Henry Winkler. <laughs> yeah, there were a number of guest celebrities there. I don't know why he was there, though. He's really not. In, was he in comic books or, or super? It, was there John, a Happy Days comic I, book? Must, I don't know. I think Robbie told me that uh, John Travolta has a sci-fi movie coming out yeah, soon. Okay. I think he was kind of promoting that. The Henry fans. Winkler was great, and of course, was he? I yeah, did, I did pay forty dollars to. You did. Take Henry Winkler. <laughs> That's really. It's, it's we should put that on the show. The picture. The picture. I just sent it to us. Okay, good. <laughs> along, yeah, along we'll put with that in my the show. It'll be an all-Dave. At some point, we'll get to ASL, but in the meantime, here's the Fonz and Dave. Now, here's a word from one of our great sponsors, Ritter Krieg. You know about Ritter Krieg, Dave? I'm sure you do. Of course you do. They're a regular sponsor for our show and have been for a long time. Listen, folks, go over to RitterKrieg.com. If you play ASL, you what, should be going to... What do I find there at RitterKrieg.com? All kinds of stuff. Stuff from LaFranc Terrier, from... Bounding Fire Productions from MMP. All, all ASL stuff. All ASL stuff. Every, everything you would want. Go there. Check out the website. It's a great website. Great place to buy. But isn't it sometimes cost prohibitive to have this stuff shipped to your house? Well, this is the beauty of buying from Ritter Creek. You go to one site. You buy stuff. If it's inside the 48 United States, then it's free shipping. Wow. Go to RitterCreek.com today. And another one of our sponsors is... Broken Ground Design. Oh, yes. Love Broken Ground. We've been enjoying reviewing their wonderful products of those colored ASL counters and new nationalities you can find there, too, that you can't get with the regular ASL stuff. Romanians. He's also coming up with the new Pacific, and you can go to that website and check it out there. And the Pacific armies are going to include Philippine troops separately. Sweet. So you're going to get that and other new armies available. So if you love ASL, go to the website. It's a little bit different, so get this down. It's brokenground.design. Go there today. that mean dave when we hear this beautiful music so skillfully played it means it's time for letters from our wonderful listeners <sighs> love the letters you know one thing i'd like to do jeff before we even jump in is to credit Stephen banks for giving us some product we auctioned off on ebay ah and we're helping us raise funds for the show thank you Stephen. that code of bushido Pulled us in some enough money to cover. Well, I think we each took some and wanted to use the bulk of that we kept for shipping. Yes. Which means we're going to have some products coming. <laughs> I never got you to agree to do products yet, but you're up for that, aren't you? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now that I have a little time on my hands, we'll decide what we want to sell again. Yeah. And... I'll be shipping them out. Maybe t-shirts. You'll start making t-shirts in your basement. Could sewing be. them together. I, I, really, I can see you. I really like those shot glass idea. That might be a bit expensive. Oh, the shot. Why expensive? 
I think they were going to run like 15 plus shipping, 20 bucks or 25 for a shot glass. Well, you know what? Maybe we could. I could do more research. The next show will. Should we fill the we shot could, glass? We could have if people we sent them out full. <laughs> we could have people email and ask if they're be willing to make it worthwhile for us to order a set of these things. And I guess so. Them out. Well, let's look into it. Okay, because we may, have or hats. maybe we can find a place that's that can do them for less money. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, but anyway, Stephen Banks, thank you. You're yes, gonna be, thank you, Stephen. That donation is Super great. gonna bought us dinner, and then it's going to help us to ship out a ton of the whatever we're selling. Yeah. And we do have more contests coming up as well. So we will. Next show and we'll yeah, probably announce another contest. Be, again, thanks Stephen. I'm sure another thing from you will be going into a contest. Yeah. And to start off, we got a letter here from Rick Reinish from the uh, Texas ASL group. He says, Jeff and Dave Rich Spilkey has mentioned on previous podcasts about Ferocity Fest and the nature of the scoring sheet we use for it. I thought I would send one of them to you to give you an idea of what we were attempting, what Rich was attempting to explain about how the player participation part of Ferocity Fest works. This sheet I sent you happened to be for the scenario that Rich did for us last year, scenario C, the tractor works. The hardest part is coming up with new relevant to the situation exclamations each year. <laughs> we try not to repeat them. Yeah. As always, the Texas team tournament is during the middle to the latter half of June each year, so make plans to attend. Yeah, so he sent us this, this sheet, and it is some of this stuff is pretty funny. Like, for instance, if a sniper kills an enemy leader, then you you have to shout out, I'll, if, well, let's, let's see, I guess if you're the Germans, you would shout out, I'll say this for him. He had a lot of guts. And, and then you score eight points. And I see one that's a machine gun rate of fire tear of three or more. And you scream out, at my signal, unleash hell to score the three points for the German side. Yeah, and on the Russian side, if you kill an enemy leader, if your sniper kills an enemy leader, you must shout out, remember when I said I would kill you later? I lied. <laughs> and you score eight points. I think if you say it with a Russian accent, accent, maybe you get another two points. I think so. Yeah. And then there's regular <laughs> scoring, it looks like, for like, let God sort them out, is like, kill everybody. So you get double times the number of um, victory points, yeah. combat CVPs. Conserve the troops, you get points for guys left alive. So... So it must be a little um, <clears throat> shocking if you're sitting in an ASL tournament. I guess they're normally not. It's not a quiet event usually, but mm -hmm. there's not a lot of uh, yelling going on. But to hear people shouting out stuff uh, must be kind of startling and fun at the same time. Sounds like yeah, a good time. It's got to be got to be the fun part of the day. Yeah. Well, I have a letter here from Alan Hume. Ah. He says, congratulations, Dave, for finishing up your career. Uh, he's pointing out cable TV over here in the U.K. is showing a final episode of MASH tonight with an almost two-hour-long reunion show afterwards. Whoa. Do we have that in the United States? I, it probably came and went, and I didn't notice. And he says uh, he used to watch MASH with his dad, so it was kind of a special show for him. Oh, yeah. And good news, Pete and he are getting closer to finishing the Royal Scott scenarios. 
He says, I realize I started working on them about four years ago. We did a <laughs> final look-through to look for mistakes, and Pete was asking the guys at the Double One Tournament in England if any of them would have another look at them for playtesting purposes. Most of them have been playtested already, but only by me and a small group of friends that play together. I'm excited. I don't know how long playtesting will take or if anyone will take up Pete on his offer, but I feel that we are much closer to getting them out. Anyhow, thanks for another great episode. This just in from Chris Brooks. Hi, gents. Longtime listener and Patreon supporter here. Thank you, Chris. You get a ring for that. Hope you can announce our ASL tournament in Portland, Oregon. Details are here. We'll put this on the website. But if you want to go to aslwwf.us, you can get there. Last year, we had nearly 30 participants and hope to grow to 40 this year. A summary of last year can be found at this site. We'll uh, link the site in the show notes. Um, So listen. Oh, and he's asking us to attend. Oh, well, we can't commit. We would be guests of honor. (laughs) Love to go to Portland. That would be super great. Let me just uh, long way away. It is a long walk. Okay, this is and this is coming up October 18th through the 20th, 2019, mm. Portland, Oregon. You can go right to that website, very nice website. You can register right there. It says they are friendly to newbies and grognards, and they have first-rate accommodation. Wild West Fest will be held at the Holiday Inn Express in Troutdale, Oregon. Maybe there's some fishing out there, too. Just a short drive from the Portland airport. We will have access to the gaming room all night long, and you are welcome to bring in your own food and beverages. That sounds great. So I'll be uh, thinking about it. I might be in in Disneyland after the Alabama conference Ah, with my wife at that time, but we'll have to make sure. Yeah. Anyway, if anybody is interested in going to a great ASL tournament, I'm guessing this is a good one, and... Wild West Fest, again, is October 18th through 20th. Be there. I have a letter from, this has to be from Bill. Yeah, Bill Forg. He, caught, he says, I just caught up with uh, number 225, hearing about the scenario Pinda Avenged in Greece perked my interest. When I was in the military, I did some work in the Greek mountains north of Thessalonica. The work site was on top of a fort bunker that was built by the Germans between the wars and used by the Greeks to defend against their invasion. Looking at the internet, it was part of the Metasis line, Greek version of the Maginot line, and would have been part of the Arpaluki bunker complex. Hmm. And here is a website that talks about it. He sent us a map because of my trip to Greece and playing Greek scenarios. Yeah, I was about... Where the five, oh, well, you wouldn't, you know, listeners don't need to know that, but he got to explore the bunker complex and the pictures in this website show. Oh, sweet. Parts were in still condition, was it, but it was a little bit dangerous. Oh, really? Explore it. Yeah. And he says, uh, I could, oh, he wanted, he wanted to rejoin our PASL meetings, which he did. Probably especially so. dangerous to explore those if you're riding a bike and <laughs> yes. looking at your phone at yes, the same time. That would make it, that would make it dangerous. Yeah, so don't do that. No. That's something I would like to see. I, I'm, you know, I don't know if I told you, but my wife and I are talking about spending Christmas in Germany this year. In fact, we're probably yes. going to spend a month in Europe. So uh, we haven't 
We haven't nailed down all the details yet, but we'll probably be staying in southern Germany uh, and also visiting a friend in Italy for a month. And we're going to try to see as many World War II uh, things as we can. We're probably not going to go to any camps, but we probably, we're going to try to see. Robbie's really interested in seeing uh, Eagle's Nest or the, yeah, Eagle's Nest, uh, I think is not far from where we're going to be. It's south of Munich somewhere and other sites. And oh, maybe I'll even see some ASLers while we're over there. Maybe so. Know. Hey, listen, uh, ASLers <laughs> in Germany, we need some place to stay for a month. Mm. You got room? Might be surprised. Someone might. <laughs> you never know. I have one from Jeff Cronister. Okay. First of all, he sent us a donation. So I'd like to say thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. For your Appreciate kind, that. very kind donation. Thanks for supporting the show. And he says, after buying my first round of ASL stuff starter kits, I discovered your podcasts. They're very entertaining. I'm listening from the beginning, and I especially like the interviews and discussions about the history of the ASL series and how it has grown. You guys motivated me to buy a couple of the full ASL modules. Hear that, MMP? Oh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Jeff. That's really nice. And, uh, you know, I meant when we were doing our interview with uh, Andy Rogers, I wanted to ask him what email address he uses to communicate with Perry, because apparently the one we use... <laughs> Either go, it's either uh, one of those dummy email addresses and just goes right into a garbage can somewhere, or uh, well, I think I said when I <laughs> sent my email to change my credit card number and they're oh, going to yeah. send face toward enemy the Vietnam game. Yeah, I had said, oh, and and I'm with the half squads. If you want to send Star <laughs> Kit Five Pacific, we don't have that yet. Yeah, did didn't come. Yeah, in the box. crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> not anything. And we love to give you guys a hard time. While we promote the, your product yeah, and it's our make you lots part of money. Of the show. <laughs> I have one from Grumble Jones. Jeff, Dan Best and I played a game of the ASL Civil War the other day using Critical Hits, Gettysburg, Turning Point, 1863 module. Oh, interesting. Sort of fun and played differently from, of course, from regular ASL. Yeah. And here's a link to his after-action report, so I have to try and post that, oh, sweet. too, from Grumble yeah. Jones. I didn't look at that yet. Because we had played that Civil War game yeah, with Mike, and we're yeah. going to do another one soon, aren't we? We are, yes. Uh, end of September. We're playing the next, in the in the chronologically, soon. I think. Oh. Isn't it? I don't Scenario? know. Scenario? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Don't ask me too many questions. I'll tell you no lies. Got a letter here from Jack Dempsey, who writes, Hey, Jeff and Dave, can't get enough of you guys chatting. Part of the charm of your podcast. That's nice to hear. Thank you. I like hang, it's like hanging out with a couple of ASL buddies. Being an uh, American Civil War history buff, Jeff's choice of Battle Cry of Freedom is a good one. Jeff, you can also watch Ken Burns, a Civil uh, American Civil War documentary, mm -hmm, which I have never seen. But oh. I, I mean, I've heard so many great things about that over the years. So that's definitely on my list. And I think it's on, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. So it's there anytime I want it. Uh, he says, I have RF. Oh, he has Red Factories, but has yet to crack the shrink wrap on it. So I, he really enjoyed listening to our What's in the Box segment on that, which we did just a couple of shows uh, ago. He says, July is over. Enjoy August. Roll low and rally well. 
And here we are at the end of August, and so far we have been enjoying it. So thanks, Jack, for the for your letter. And then I think our last letter is PJ Norton. He's going to be holding again. Is it going to be too late? September Museum Fest. No. The little tournament in the museum. You can contact him directly if you want to attend. It's in East Point in Michigan. And it'll be Friday, September 20th, and Saturday, September 21, the Michigan Military Technical and Historical Society Museum. He's primarily playing ASL, but it's open if you want to try something else, but just need to contact PJ. So this, by the time you hear this, uh, you probably want to get it in your car and start driving. <laughs> to, yeah, but we'll definitely so. tweet it out if we haven't already. Already have. You already have. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And if you're not following us on Twitter, we hope you will because... It's all, this stuff is a lot more timely through the Twitter account. Correct, indeed. And that's just go to twitter.com and look for the two half squads. Yep, and that wraps up our letters. And I think, Jeff, the rest of the show, I'll be cobbling together with the PASL recordings. Right, yes. You had a PASL group and, and recording, else which I is super. And find that I missed, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's great. I'd like so. to get those things out of the way. And, uh, and it's important stuff. People, I always enjoy listening to the Passel stuff. It's fun because you get different guys. And, yeah. And, and I'll try and be more careful to not have that sound in the background of the rolling dice and other people still playing. Oh, right. As they finish up. But you get some good after-action reports and some good conversation. And always entertaining for ASLers, I hope. Terrific. So. I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. You didn't hear the last one, did you? Did you listen to it yet? No, I didn't. Okay. I'm a couple shows behind still. And now a short word from our sponsor, Bounding Fire Productions. Bounding Fire Productions. Listen, go to boundingfire.com. It's all about the internet these days, but you got to do it. You got to go to boundingfire.com because that's where you're going to find some great ASL products. They make a bunch of products like Into the Rubble 2, Beyond the Beachhead 2, High Ground 2. Objective Schmidt, Corrigador the Rock, which just came out recently. If you don't have it, that's the place to go get it. Bounding Fire Productions. They also sell LeFranc Terrier products on, through their site. And a lot of great stuff. Always high quality, and you can always get it at Bounding Fire. You'll thank us. Hey everybody, we're at another Passel, and this I'm Dave Kleinschmidt, and this is Bill Ford, and you know him, and we played a fantastic scenario from High Ground 2 that Bill printed out the coolest winter boards, um, and it is called, what was it called? Uh, Here it is, Conista Crackdown, High Ground 2. Um, two boards, snow. Yep. Basically, I had a lot of a lot of Yugos. How? Or I mean, Greeks. How many? Did, how many did I have? Thirty. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Twelve and eighteen. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah. Plus a bunch of crews. A couple artillery pieces. Strangely, a bunch of crews for both of us. Yeah. That we figured had to go with the machine guns. Yeah, that's how I deployed them. I used them for that. Figured that they didn't have much else. And uh, built yeah, up the, the boards, Italians. Yeah. yeah, the boards are essentially a valley in the middle between two hills. So hence the high ground. Greeks had to take 30 points total, which included 10 points at least on both boards. Yeah. 
And then uh, you get points for buildings no. and hilltops. Buildings. Three points uh, for multis, uh, one point uh, for sm- yeah. small ones. And yeah. why don't you talk about your setup? I thought it was a good defensive yeah. setup, actually. So, it really uh, frustrated me. No. On, uh, let's see, board H, which is uh, half a hill, uh, I had a reverse slope. So I had foxholes and pretty much had a mean machine gun back. There's like a little hill that's kind of off to the back. Um, which at one point clear, cleared out. Yeah, like six to eight squats. The first, yeah, this first wave uh, got taken out. So. Yeah, I, I actually did send a bunch of dudes up the left side to go across this open hill, which Janizik told me would work, and he ended up being right. Well, yeah. Finally. That's a, because the most foolhardy plan is guaranteed to work in Squally. <laughs> Whereas the best laid plans of the most brilliant minds just end up rolling 12. But, yeah, I had, yeah, that first wave, I had a heavy machine gun. I had, what, like four or five rates? Yeah, and one turn, it just, it, took it, yeah. it just broke. broke. Yeah. But but they didn't die. Yeah. So they were able to rally into BB-10. Yeah. you got to watch, like, BB-8 and stuff. Cause <laughs> if BB-8. I think you kind of sent somebody some money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go uh, Star Wars. It's a Star Wars Oh, yeah, joke. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's left the... <laughs> because Bill put his... Mortars and guns in very good places, I thought. Do you want to tell the... Yeah, it's kind of on the other hill, so I'm shooting across the valley. On BFPK. Yeah, yeah. and uh, back there on the high level. Um, what messed me up is olive groves are in season all the time, uh-huh. despite the snow. Um, so I kind of messed up some line of sights there. Um, and I did, So they weren't as effective. They weren't as effective. But one mortar was. They could peg the hill edges. Right. On the upper level hill edges, yeah, the highest level, at least on his approach, and they and they could peg some of the obviously going up the slopes and all that. But what they're they're really effective, and Dave had uh, two large mortars. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to bring them in Z5, AA5 I thought would be great Yep. To hit the hills V8 And like T8, but then T8 was blocked By these olive growth So I wanted to focus on his foxholes In W9 and V8 And Mortar just well, I guess we're in five my mortar just wiped out. I think I had another th- took out two crews. Uh, yeah, yeah, three crews, three. I think. I ne- yeah. yeah, I never even got them working. Yeah, yeah. I sent reinforcement crews over there later. Yeah, and they got wiped out too. I was it's just kind of a contest. As long as if he can blow those rolls, yeah, and you get your mortars going on the yeah. Greek side. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, yeah, the Greek um, really didn't have any good place to put his guns, our guns, and make them effective. Yeah, I thought CC10 would be good up against the hill on the left side, and and that's it. <laughs> so once that failed, I tried pushing it to BB7. Got a shot in over across the little valley at X5. But, so I did do two. So the defense, and then Bill covered this There's a little village, village in the middle of the hill, yeah. On, yeah. Um, now the Greek could try to shoot around the outer edge to his right. Yeah, his right flank. And then hit this road, but Bill's smart enough to put reinforcements in 05, move his mortar over to, what is that, else? Oh, L351. Yeah, L4. L4. So that could pick off people coming around. Come on, man. I guess we should say I eventually conceded my... My Italian just kind of withered away to conscripts and, and, wow. and just broke. So all my leaves. crews broke. 
Um, so they are and elite, then, uh, Dave which means you're was able to overcome bell, which gives them on the, just on the left lower hill, the left hill, yeah, and take over with fox foxholes. Or I mean, hero creation, um, and then yeah. take out my guys. Oh, so. no, yeah, it's hard to rally the Italians. Yeah. It's a little hard to rally the Greeks too. Yeah, yeah. I felt, but um, my Greeks were seemed. Well, they did rally. Well, he had a lot of them. And a lot of them. Yeah. 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 So even though I took out a lot, he still had a lot to to, Drinking. Drinking a lot. Yeah, so this crazy attack across this open hill on the left flank board (laughs) B. Was that B? Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, that was a two on the... Never mind. Ended up working... No, that was a two. And Bill's bringing up a few reinforcements from this village. Yeah, I kind of had some guys in the center valley, but... Trying to reinforce, right. but uh, so that yeah. was just not enough guys. Any other strategic ideas on this thing? Mm. No. I think the Greek does have to hit. Do you think this would slide? Yeah, I think. AA two, three. Yeah. Uh, Should have been defended better? Or no? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And I also blew some, uh, some board sighting. Oh, set up. Placements, yeah. Dave, say yeah. hello to my... Hello, Sydney, hello. He's, she just said hello. <laughs> She'll be on the show now, too. All right. Yeah, well, you're on the okay. show. Um, but we had a great, good yeah, scenario. Good. Yeah, that's oh, you said it was pretty equal on Roar? Yeah, was, I think it was equal on Roar. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, smoke. Remember, remember, I forgot my smoke earlier? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Typical Dave fashion. Yeah. How many times have I said that live on the right. air? <laughs> and then... For, didn't even look for smoke until yeah. I was suffering guys breaking on the hill attack. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, smoke. Okay. So I was able to smoke B8. But that helped you as much, oh, didn't yeah. you think? No, I think he did w, W9. Yeah, W9. Yeah. But then it also made it hard to yeah. kill you in there. Right. I got in there for close combat twice. Yeah. Oh, I I, I was crying. I think I rolled a couple deuces on uh, close, close combats. Yeah. Yeah. But don't give up if you're the Greek. It may feel like you're not going to make it that far. But go ahead and give up if you're Italian because that's well, but yeah, it's fifty it's fifty. And Bill did kind of say, "Well, I'm kind of withering away." I like that term you used. Yeah. It actually gave me a little more encouragement to stick it out. <laughs> well, I am withering away, and then I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. Yes, he is. Yeah. These guys are broken, and they don't yeah. think they're going to rally with fives. Yeah, yeah. My crews were fives. It's like they're DM. So you know. yeah, I think the question with a nine neg two for the Greek. Maybe he should just run around rallying people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he did make a little killer stack with two mediums, but in the and actually he started over here, didn't he? CC three, and then I shifted sides over to end up in V seven, helping to clear the village out, and then just beyond that's this hill you got to take hill three five one. Yep. I think actually so, a four is an yep. increase in order. All right. good. A lot of fun. All right. Thank you so much for coming today and printing out this really cool yeah. winter board. No problem. You can keep it. You know. Can I? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Sexy working, man. <laughs> That's Ron Chats. Well, maybe he'll talk next if they finish their game. Oh, it'll be midnight. I'll be in bed. You guys can. No, we wanted to play play Greeks because of your your trip. Yeah, and I have your emails I was going to read on the air, but I haven't yet. Oh, okay. So you said you were in Greece. Yeah, I was in Greece. Yeah, I can't say why. That's right. I was in the military and was stationed in Greece and up on a mountaintop. Can we ask the years this was? Uh, It was... 
We got oh, this many years ago. Yeah, twenty years ago. Okay. So it, and uh, there's a Greek there's a bunker system up on the top of the hill which we toured. And this so is uh, right where the Germans came down through as part of the um, uh, Mexus line. And I probably yeah, mispronouncing that. It's Greek to me. Yeah. So uh, uh, that was very interesting. And uh, and actually the the. H, HG, I think it's four. It, it looks like it's that. Looks like it was. Well, that was like one hill over from where I was. So okay. So interesting. So when Bill heard I was in Greece, he right away emailed a really cool link to this. Oh no, that's you can visit it today. Yeah. I'll end up linking it on one of the shows, either before or after this recording yeah. airs. So. so somebody is yeah. casualty reduced. And then we thought we'd play some Greek scenarios. Yeah. So. yeah. Somebody's casualty reduced. Yeah. Got me reading the, found a book on uh, the Greek, uh, Greek war, portion of the war. They were really kicking the Albania, uh, Italians' asses in, uh, in uh, Albania. Yeah. 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 And then the Germans saved Came into, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, a lot of fun. Bill and I will say goodbye, and we'll see if these other guys will talk later. Okay. Thanks a lot. Right, thank you, sir. Wonderful. <laughs> so we are talking about our second game tonight. What? Who can pronounce that? It's Cote, I think it's Cotehard, or it's French, or Cachet. Cotehard Cash, or Cachet. Yeah. And, and that is taking place where? It's it's the. The Phileas Gap, and it's the Polish defending um, Mount Ormel, basically. Yes, okay, 1944. Uh, 1944, and it's the Germans trying to just pell-mell, just get as much, whatever they can through the gap. And so the Polish found themselves exposed on what was called the Mace, which was the hill to whatever, Mount Ormel. And... This represents them holding on, and the Germans were attacking with whatever they could just to keep the like the sh- the, the the gap open. Yeah. So this right. is so you got a yeah. bunch of tanks <laughs> cruising, tank you know, right trying to. Because what happened is historically the the Germans counterattack with like the twelfth SS Panzer Division and maybe the Hitler Youth. I don't remember, but there's definitely two two two. Uh, divisions um, to knock them off the hill to keep it open. Plus, you also had these, uh, you know, just the, the foot soldiers just trying to make their way through. And there's, you know, even the commanders of the seventh. Yeah, that's why I know so much. About it. So the commanders of the seventh, uh, the seventh army. Well, wait, this is they were audio. also running down the road too. I just looked at Will and I was like, "Wow, he is so smart." Pointing <laughs> at my head, and Will. Uh, Pointed to the bottom of the scenario. Who designed it? <laughs> some some clown in Florida. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. Dan, Dan is the designer of the scenario. Dan, I didn't know that. You got to be on our show. Huh? You got to be on our. We have a podcast. Oh, really? I didn't know that. What's it called? <laughs> we have to do half, do half wits. <laughs> yes, yes, that is right. That is right. How how many have you designed? Oh, just just this one, and then I there's another one, basically on the same battle. <laughs> well, okay. This is who's over here. This is Will Marrero. 
and he has come back to pass all what eight times, five yeah, times. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, five, yeah. He's very busy working, but we always <laughs> love to have him. Feels like I'm an always, old friend. Yeah, I'm always glad to come anytime he shows up. Yeah. And so he was defending with uh, yeah, he had yeah, the Polish. He was defending, and uh, the scenario is basically there's two victory conditions. There's an there's an automatic if you get the four German tanks off the board, but they have to have their main armament intact. Uh, if you get them off the board, it's an immediate it's uh, sudden death. You know, immediate victory. If you don't get them off the board, you got to clear the Polish off the hill area here and out of here. Uh, okay, that's on. Uh, well, if you're looking at your boards, folks, it's, well, there's only one hill, so yeah, down here. Well, see, well, the scenario is it's, it's rally point fifty five code heart catch, and the boards are V and uh, T. Uh, so, so you have to clear them if they're within three hexes of of uh, what is this again? V. Is it E5? Is that E5. It? E5, yeah. Yeah, yeah E5, if right. they're in good order within three hexes of E5, and or good order within three hexes of uh, is it E6? Yeah, TE. Uh, on the other board. Yeah, oh, oh, FF5. FF5 on both boards. Okay, so simple enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you don't achieve the automatic fair conditions, you've got to clear the Polish out of both areas. And you've only got four and a half turns to do it. It's a nice design, so you have some choices. Yeah, so both, yeah, so both sides have to design. Like, as the defender, are you going to try to defend both? Because you can exit anywhere off the board, but you've got the two wrecks on the board, so you can't just drive up the road. You know, you can't just, like, just drive everybody up the road. And, uh, you know, just drive the tanks off and try to run the gauntlet on the first two turns. You still have to fight your way through. Anyway, so it was it worked out in my favor. Um, well, I discovered his mortar. I, I kind of accidentally forced him to expose that mortar on the first turn, which he really didn't want to do. But I was just putting enough pressure on that side where he had the hidden mortar. So he had to unload on the mortar. So then we jumped the mortar in close combat. and kind of So that kind of opened up the, the flank over here, worked the AFEs over. And, and I was really close on the third turn to just driving off the board. But then I rolled a 12 on the startup on that Tiger oh, <laughs> and immobilized right. it. So now I had to, like, change everything and go. And so the Polish were off of this hill already, so I still had to knock him off a T uh, or knock him out of board T, which was working well until he rolled the heat of battle and generated a hero. So he had his he had his hidden Piat team over here in EE6 in the woods, in the woods waiting for me. And I was spending the whole game trying to find these guys because they got all, you know, there's plenty of places for them. To, to, anyway, uh so they finally exposed themselves. I got some fire on them, and I generated a hero. So we managed to break the half squad, but the hero survived and wounded three times. I pulled the king tiger two hexes away from that guy. I hit him with a 16. It was like a five on the 16. It was a three check. He wounded again, and he still passed that. So you got there this, you go. You got this idiot hero standing there. So I find. So I finally, on the last turn, I jumped the hero with uh, with a full squad, but he ambushed them because they were CX, and he so he ambushed them and just backed. Yeah, yeah. So so the hero just backed out of the hex. Oh right. So he's he was within the victory location in good order. Oh smart. But then we also had another close combat in the same area that would have made the difference as well. And so we said, theoretically, let's just see what happens in that one. And, and I rolled snake, and I went in there with this leader, who just this leader was one on four against the squad. And of course, the, squ the squad missed them, but the leader rolled the snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, why even play this game? <laughs> yeah, nice.
But no, I came down to the. I'm just sweating, and I came. To, <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, I'm like, well, this this should be pretty easy, but you know, it's well, you know, so you, and of course, you roll the twelve, and and then it's like, oh, change tactics. <laughs> so, Will, for your defense, what were you thinking in your setup? Well, yeah, it's it's kind of scary because there's there's two places he could come on the board and two places he could exit. So you kind of have to cover both a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I thought I for sure he was going to be yeah, able to drive yeah. the four tanks off the board. Yeah, and I think okay, I I'm pretty sure he would have if you he had mobilized that tank. Oh so uh, yeah. Uh, um, and um, well, not only that, but that fifty-seven too. I I had to win that. I had to keep what? you in melee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to you keep you in the melee with that. I had a conscript half squad that um, I pretty much just <laughs> I just ran him up the middle just well, to get him as far as he could, and he got up here and discovered the anti-tank gun in CC three, and kept him in melee long enough that my my tanks could bypass him. Because yeah. he was up there. Because there's plenty of places. Because he's got. What a, board is that? Uh, this is V. Nine. V. Yeah. CC three. You yeah. had the gun. Yeah. yeah. So you've got all these little places where you can ambush the the German armor. You know. Yeah. Except the gun can't see a lot from there because it's a flat top of a hill. Right. right but you know that. The, you know the German tanks are coming the, off the board. The road yeah. next to it. Or near yeah. It. Or near yeah. or some or one way or the other they're coming. Oh but, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Because so, even if. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if he can't get them off the board, he's got that gun placed there where he can still in, be within the victory location yeah. and still do damage. Right. Yeah. Oh, so right. I need, I need, uh, I can't get him in the front. It yeah, no, that's all. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all side shot. It's a king tiger, two panthers, and a tiger. You know, so it's all going to be you know, pretty much side shots and ambushing. And he had he was running around with that stupid Sherman. I, he, he ran that Sherman off the hill. I had to go chase him with. I actually did. I shoot him with this. Yeah, yeah, with, I, yeah, you yeah. Can't with I captured one of his peons because I killed one of his guys or whatever. I forget how, but so I I, I captured his peon, picked up his peon and chased after his that that Sherman with his own peon and shot him in the back. There you go, because <laughs> he had to face. He was squared off against my tiger on one side and the panther on the other side. So I ran up behind him with the peon and shot him in the back. That's <laughs> yes, what makes ASL great. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's the storytelling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. I played like that. I mean, I didn't win, but I didn't care. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I played that great campaigns of the American Civil War series from MMP for the first time. Well, second time, Mike Rizzi's getting me into it. And it's harder to get used to the idea that these two units meet in one hex called the city of Gettysburg. And And then you have a result. Right. And then it's like, what happened in the battle? Well, you rolled. Did anybody go berserk? You know what I mean? Yeah. And in my miniatures games, too, you flank and you do all the specific stuff with the miniatures. You have each artillery. Artillery so for each is, piece and yeah, or a represents CC, a battery. Right? But yeah, you got the idea, right? Uh, yeah. I'm like, I think I'll get yes, used to it. Was it called a regimental <laughs> or a regimental brigade level or, brigade, or yeah. whatever? Yeah. But I am so used to ASL mm-hmm. and miniatures and D and D, and they're all very specific to right, right. actions, items. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these two counters. Just, <laughs> so I'm, you have to, I guess, imagine, right? If you roll really well. You get two factor reductions on the enemy. That's a big deal. So you must have done something exciting. Yeah, you don't. You don't get the details. You have to, the story has got to be different. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's that. It's that broad. So I have to start thinking of my story there as a bigger story yeah, as a campaign developer. Holding the. You're not going to get the area. level of detail that it. Yeah. 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 Have you played those great campaign? No, no. I've seen. I've, I've watched people play. Okay. Do you do any of those kind of? Large I kind stuff? of enjoy. I'm trying to think. Um, 
So I've played uh, Columbia games, but East Front, West Front. Oh, I played. Okay. Yeah, I played. Yeah, yeah we played that. Uh, yeah, those I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, yeah, we played East Front, and then we got the whole Euro Front. We put that all together, had the boards laid out, and everything, and then we started reading the dip- the, the, the 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 diplomatic rules are on. All those conditions for if this, I'm like, we're never going to, it's like 80 pages yeah. of conditional yeah, diplomatic rules. If you capture Italy by June of 1942 oh. and this happens and it, it's right. all these cascading effects and changing, I'm like, oh, we're never going to, <laughs> but it was cool to set up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, you're right. That's part of the problem with that. With ASO, it's, it's got more details, but they seem to kind of make sense. Like, you can right. actually remember yeah, because uh-huh. they, they it makes make some sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, you're shooting, yeah. But for, for East Front and West Front, they make sense if you know the history. But right. Oh, right, because get, before the state, this yeah, yeah. effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right, for right. one. I'm All right, well, should we wrap it up here? Sure. <laughs> An unpronounceable name. Who named this scenario? Uh, well, that's that, that's actually Kudahard or whatever it is. Cachet. Is, is, it's a tiny little town right yes. next to the hill to Mount Hormel. Cachet so. is like the, the right. catch, the, yeah. the, the cool stuff, the mm-hmm. treasure, right? Yeah. Yep. And then Rally Point 55. Yeah. So, and actually, do you recommend it? Yes, of course. It's well, I, well, well, actually, but the thing is, I, I only ever played it in a playtest environment. Okay. I never actually never played actually compet- did. competitively, except against Ron. Oh, but when we play, I mean, half the time we're just you know just goofing off. Anyway, <laughs> so I never actually played it against somebody who's never we're seen it or does, you know what I mean. So I kind of wanted a neutral party cool. to see how they you know would yeah. react and what they do a defense and, yeah, and all that kind eight, of and, minus one. Uh, because when I looked at Roar, I think it was like I was going to ask that next. It was like yeah, five to one in favor of the Polish. Uh, oh really? Yeah, and I can see it. The last victory, right? It's a two-part victory condition. If, if the Germans can't run their tanks, it's hard. You got to clear off um, within three hexes of two different mm. locations. Yeah, because it's so do the math. No, I There's got to be like forty hexes you got to cover. Yeah, yeah, but there's not a whole, there's not a lot of Polish units, so the idea is just kill them as quick as you can because you have a tremendous amount of firepower in the armor. It looks like it. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, the tanks are. Yeah, the tanks. Are, I mean, yeah. So you got two eighty eights and two seventy fives. And then, of course, the support. Oh, but the thing is, like an idiot, I came on board in uh, uh, armored assault Uh, with my uh, infantry with a tank. I had the three five four eights. And he, that's when he hit, well, his first hit roll was a critical hit, 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 hit with the mortar. Oh. <laughs> and then the second roll was a critical hit with oh, the mortar. Right. Right. <laughs> right. so right. 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 the first round. It's like, okay, that didn't help. Didn't they tell you not to move in steps? Yeah, I know, but I was like, I should. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking, you're not going to unveil that mortar in front of my King Tiger. I think that was my first ever critical hit on it. That was crazy. Really? But yeah, yeah. it was back-to-back critical hits. Yeah, and too. you don't half it and then double it. You leave it and then double it because I got hit too over there in my game with yeah. an 81, which jumped way the heck up there. But. Well, well, not in that, but he got the critical hit and then he got a three on the result roll Yeah, on the crit. It's always, <laughs> it and players. yeah, that always matters. So our last game, Into the Fray, Mike Stubitz, Ron Schatz played it, and they kind of threw in the towel... It was, it could have gone either way. I had 28 ZVP. He had 10. Um, it's kind of a victory points matter and into the fray, the Polish cavalry game. 
Um, I wouldn't have been able to get the uh, <coughs> 30 off the board. Off, off the board. board. Um, Do you think that's a challenge for the Germans? Yes. We could have sat here and pounded each other. I might have came up more with of a the, day. I probably yeah, me too. I could do. I'm tired. And Ron, you were hoping to free those prisoners in well, the I, end. Yeah, oh, yeah, I could do it in two turns with a counterattack. Well, you had you have like three squads: one here and yeah. two here. Uh, I had a, I have a leader here S2 and a half. And T three, he had that. And so the German attack, Mike. Would you say you can't come up this right? Well, what is this? You Your have to right come flank. up the middle. And with the woods and all the stuff. This is just a... The diversion. grain doesn't help you. No. Because well, yeah, he can be in upper good. levels in this house, R6, Correct. R7. I can't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you... Yeah, and those hedges aren't going to help you there either. Yeah, you you come on that <coughs> flank, and if he's up in that building, forget it. Plus, there's nowhere to route. <laughs> you try oh, to inside. right. you got, you got to route to the edge of the border back towards the... Yeah. That's what he did. And then I got yeah, him back. I kept him DM'd there from yeah, the I edge for a while. again. Yeah. I kept him. He was the end, and I thought I, I was going to fall back. Well, Mike, you should have set the grain. You should have set the grain on fire. <laughs> fire, fire! Yeah, that's a, that's so a, my guys could get roasted, huh? Oh no, they provide him smoke for cover. Oh. <laughs> roasted bratwurst. What the hell? Right, kabasa. Horse meat. Well, that's, that's the poles. Yeah, horse meat sandwiches. That's a lot of squads uh, for good. the German. Well, the poles have twenty-seven. Oh it's, it's a, oh, it's a heavy density scenario for mm. tonight. Yeah, you picked too big of a game, no, but it wasn't that bad. Well, Dave, that wraps up another really, really excellent, excellent episode. I think so. We love this show. We do. It's a great show. We love our ASL. Let's get more. Well, it's good to see you as always, Dave. Thank you, sir, for your time. Glad to see that you're well. Mm-hmm. And uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Let's All get right. some ASL in before then. We so should. We can, we can do a little report on ourselves. What so. we've been playing lately. Yeah. Thanks, and, everybody, uh, for listening. Remember to roll low, everybody. And what else? Rally well oh, Very good. Yes. But not when you're playing us. Of course not. Don't Bye-bye. even think oh. about it. Bye. Bye.